0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks.
1: One play, eighty-seven yards. One for four today on third down after a bomb and snap, and now it's three. And it's picked up by Garrett Nelson. Second forced turnover. Nebraska defense, looking for the end zone. What if it caught? It's Palmer again, his second of the half. And Nebraska right now is rolling in Iowa City. Thompson was looking that way. It's caught, it's not Palmer. This time it's Marcus Washington. His former Texas teammate is in, and it's
2: 23 nothing. Padilla gets the snap, Huskers do not blitz. Back to throw is Padilla. Steps, throws, passes, intercepted by Nebraska at the 36-yard line by Chris Kolarvik. Coming back home to the state of Iowa for Kalarvik, a pick to end the game. And that will end the seven-year streak the Huskers have suffered at the hands of the Hawkeyes.
0: Those were your highlights from the win against Iowa last Friday, a big win for this Nebraska group in their regular season finale. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency alongside Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. We are pleased to have you here for our inaugural show. And DB, what a long time coming it's been to get here.
3: Yeah, it seems like we've, uh, we, I know it's that song, we've only just begun, but we have been together for a while. Right, doing a variety of things a couple of the months summer. now, and I see you every day. So it's is good. that a problem? It's good now to actually have, you have to this. see. You have to does
0: it does it make you oh, like a, a little sad that you have to look at this every day? Yeah, it, it, it does. You have to see, like perfect. I mean, is uh, that because like I'm just so perfect so crazy good looking?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's that, now <laughs> that's I, the reason. So when the show was first, you know, thought about, I was thinking, you know what? That's going to be the jam right there. Just <laughs> the good looking Andrew. Actually, not yeah. at all. It never once crossed my mind. But hey, I can I don't you. know. I,
0: I, I don't know what you think about in the morning. And if you think about me, that's pretty weird.
3: Shower music.
0: That's well, I cool. mean, you have a crazy booklet of songs. Yeah. I, I mean, do. everything it can be attributed back to a song it's for a, it's you. A huge so booklet. if you had a song for Iowa's Win on Friday, what would, what would be played? Uh, Rise Up. Andre Day. At least you didn't say we are the champions. That would have been a little cliche. Uh,
3: You only have four wins. (laughs) (laughs) No, rise up, right? Broken down and tired. Living life on a merry-go-round. You can be inspired. I see you so we can work it out. Move mountains. And in the short term, they kind of did. You kept a rival from... Playing for a Big Ten West Championship, you you rallied one more time. Uh, the psychological warfare that Coach Joseph and his staff went through to get Nebraska to that point with a MASH unit, uh, no Luke Reimer. Uh, Tiva Clements had to play. Ernest Hausman, you went young inside against a team that you knew was going to run the football at you. I, there was just a lot going on in that one, and Nebraska stayed focused, so – a lot of it was a win-win-win-win-win.
0: The win was a blessing for this program; it really was. This was a win Nebraska needed. There have been so many moments throughout the years where this team and its fan base were holding their breath as the game went on, in fear that they were going to lose. Yeah, and in more cases than not, they did lose. Lose bench.
3: Losing, losing is contagious. Yeah. The, the whole pocket of Nebraska's fan base, because there was a smattering throughout um, Kinnick, and it seemed like they waited until the very last minute to cheer. It was in there, and you wanted to be excited, but it just you had been conditioned over the last five years to find a way to lose those games. It was amazing games. how
0: many people I saw tweet during that game, and, and basically say, like, don't get comfortable being up 24 yeah. nothing. It's amazing to say that, to think like that. But eventually you had to believe greener pastures were ahead. It just took a moment like this to get there. We've all experienced moments like that before, whether it's in, you know, Little League, or, you know, you, you ended up playing at college, or the highest level. But this win strikes a much-needed belief back into this program and for the future, and it couldn't have come at a better time because now you're starting to count your blessings. You get this win against Iowa, and it's not like Iowa was a bum team this year. No. As you said, they were competing for the West title. They may have lost to one of the worst Nebraska football teams in a while, and that just goes to show that no matter who you put out on the field, if you have that fight and you have that belief, you can win games.
3: Yeah, and I, and I think for Nebraska, if we just focus on that – uh, like the job that the staff did, we you and I talk, so you see me every day, so y- like you kind of know how I feel about this. And hadn't been on social media a ton the last uh, two, three months and outside of bidding Bites and, and our six-packs, right, there wasn't a lot of, hey, what do you think? So, I and I told you, just this staff's ability to get these guys to rise to the occasion was eye-popping alone. I mean, you know, I'm around them enough um just to get them to dial in one practice at a time one game at a time was nothing short of amazing i told the story uh, on air during the broadcast i was eating with mickey on saturday and it was early there were only a handful of guys in there most of them were staff right before the doors open for the players and they don't all come down on time they kind of trickle in and uh you know, I said to Mickey, he was sitting next to Greg Sharp, and I said, gosh, you're always smiling. There's that smile, and he said, DB. That's what he always says, DB. It's game day. I'm getting a chance to coach these kids. I'm with my family. I'm always going to smile because I love to compete. And I'm just thinking to myself, right? That, that's what you do. You just, what a winner. You just – you shake your head like wow. I shake my head because I'm in amazement. But but that. But at the
0: same time, how can you always be, be smiling who he, through who he is. the trials and tribulations of this
3: year? That's just who he is. It's 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 exactly who it is he is, and I think that's why the team that's why the team responded the way that they did. And then on Saturday came
0: an announcement that you know was kind of sourced. For a long time, or for a long time, I should say, for a couple of days, but it felt like an eternity. For sure
3: a couple of weeks. I I think. I I, I think a couple, and we can get into that. Well, and, you know, how how crazy of Trev Alberts to
0: kind of keep his mouth shut throughout this entire process, keep people wondering who it was going to be, and... I don't know if this, was, if this was true or not, but I was talking with some buddies uh, that also have a podcast on the Herdette Sports Network, and they were saying that, you know, maybe it was Trev's agenda to kind of wean out people in his athletic department that he could trust with saying, like, I, I don't know if he threw a name this direction, and then, oh, now it's on social media, so he's like, ah, oh, I don't know if I can trust this guy anymore, and then, oh, here's another name that he's tossing around, but nobody really knew, nobody People had their guesses, but nobody was dead set in their ways of knowing exactly who Trev was going to hire. Yeah,
3: I think all things considered, like let's just factor in what he's told us from the jump and it being about the student-athletes and putting them in a a position where he feels like the student-athletes on campus can experience success and enjoy the college experience. He handled the coaching search the exact same way. For as many distractions as... You know, social media and sometimes media and sometimes wherever else uh, you like to gossip and rumor monger publicly. This was about as tight lipped and non distracting as you're going to see his coaching search be at the University of Nebraska. All while trying to support his interim head coach. All while trying to win football games. Just, I just want people to take a step back for a second and it, it and. Whether you like Nebraska or you don't like Nebraska, you got to give the devil his due in terms of how this was handled and the current team still was allowed to function and dial in. I, whether you like the hire or not, the process as from a process guy was unbelievable. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He kept these guys dialed in, was motivating, was still meeting with Mickey, Was still giving support to this staff all while conducting a search on the back end that very, very, very few people knew anything about. Give him a
0: ton of credit because he put the focus where it was needed every single day. And he kept the focus on Nebraska as a team over the outside noise that was kind of following. And you brought up a great point. Is he a good hire? Or is he not? And that's what we want to hear from you out there. Throughout the show, let us know. Dial in 888-638-HVRN. That's 4876. Again, the listener line, 888-638-4876. Call us. Let us know what you think. Do you think Matt Rule was a good hire for this program? For me, I think it's exactly what Nebraska needs. I think it's a slam dunk.
3: No, no. Ah, good hire. Really good hire. We'll wait and see on the slam dunk part. I, I, I mean, I could see that. You know, just talking. Yeah, you know, I tried to do my due diligence, and for me, this was kind of cool because, and I think our listeners will figure this out about me. I'm always going to, I'm always going to listen, right? And I, because I may be able to learn something even if I disagree with it. So, a lot of times when I'm kind of parsing through this information, you know, I'm I'm pitting guys that have had experience with them at the collegiate level, guys that have had experience with at the professional level. Uh, and then trying to formulate with what I already think. And so I think in a couple of areas, he's exactly what Nebraska needs. And in a couple of other areas, I'm in wait-and-see mode. Number one, um, he identifies and develops. He, He appears to be a guy, just listening to him, watching what he did at Temple, watching what he did at Baylor, looking at the rosters. He appears to be a guy that is driven by development. He loves to get guys better. Which is well, why I think he wasn't a good NFL coach. I'm going to get into that because I, I I 100% agree with you. And the other thing is, is he gets guys to move on to have chances to play football at another level, which we kind of poo-poo it, but it's important. The more all-conference caliber guys you have, the better your teams are, the more guys will want to come to your school. So I think he he hits those. Now, how he does the day-to-day, not always the most warm and fuzzy guy. But you know what? I'm not sure we need warm and fuzzy right now because you have really good administration. You need some structure and discipline. That the, the, It needs structure and discipline because I think one of the stark contrasts between the former regime and Coach Joseph was the day-to-day. You're going to be here at this time. This is what we do. This is how we're going to do it. And I think it was a little bit of an adjustment period for the kids. And so that part needs to continue. And I think you're going to get that with Coach Rule. Now, how he'll go over with guys in the building? I don't know. I mean, everybody's different. What What I don't like to do is to think that people can't be lifelong learners. Just because Coach Rule or, or somebody was a certain way someplace else doesn't always mean it's that linear that they'll be, and that's to the good and to the bad, by the way, um, that it'll it'll be portable, right? Sometimes people learn along the way and you do things differently. So I'm I'm reserving judgment. But for what I think Nebraska needed and how they went about doing it, I think it was a fantastic hire. And let's not undersell the fact the market apparently was a lot more volatile than we thought in terms of coaches' services. So when you look at the dynamics of how the games were being played, you get why guys popped back up on the radar late. The Climens, who had originally – maybe had yeah I'm good. Or the Luke Fickles who popped up out of nowhere who was apparently on the market. The whole time. You know, that situation striked me.
0: You know, I think, where it I, hurt think Tra- the most. I think I
3: think Trev did a fantastic job.
0: And you know, he got his guy, right? That he had his guy locked yes, up did. and people out there will say, Well I mean you could have gotten Luke Fickle or you could have gotten this guy. It's like but no, think about if Trev were to sit on his hands and wait. He stayed out of the fray and did his business. And he, by doing so, you get the guy off of the list first, and now you're causing other teams to maybe panic. Yeah, a little they're bit.
3: rallying a little. And, and well, and look what now happened at Wisconsin. Money around. Look what happened at Wisconsin.
0: It's the exact spot. Yeah,
3: there's a reason I think Coach Fickle's name came up as late as it did. And I think he was. I think he made it. It was no-
0: kind of a desperation play.
3: So, and and I kind of got a sense over the last couple of weeks how this works. And and two weeks ago, almost two weeks ago to the day, I had a a, a current head coach, around the country, text me that his agents <laughs> were hearing that it was Matt Rule to Nebraska, and I'm thinking to myself. Touchdown to, Nebraska! Exactly. I had to go back and check.
2: <laughs> How long yesterday. ago was
3: that? Two weeks, you said? The exact date. Well, here, let's This just, is great radio. Well, no, I let's <laughs> state, you're not gonna get it anywhere else. <laughs> no, so, exactly. So you gotta wait and see. <laughs> so as far as as far <laughs> as that, like it is great. It, that was Oh, and I have to scroll. Ah. Scrolling, 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 fantastic radio. Fantastic. Well, great. this just shows oh, here how it goes. strong
0: of a relationship. S- uh, S-
3: Saturday, November thirteenth. I will. I will cross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was, it is. I was yeah. going to cross it's, out the name, already... <laughs> but uh, I mean. Yep. Uh huh. So there that was is. November thirteenth. Right. So I mean, things travel, but you never know because there it's was a, just so many reports so, out there. Oh yeah, didn't didn't like this number. Going back to do this like. There was a lot, and so we just kind of stayed out of it. Um, we touched terms, on it a little bit on yeah, Morning dumb, but we but never that's, really— But that's not my jam, right? And I don't—I typically don't like to talk about things like that unless I have— Yeah,
0: speculation is speculation, right?
3: Yeah, and you know and you the way— you can talk it, about it, it so much. So and, the good and the bad with me, you know the way that my mind works. I almost don't allow myself to entertain things I don't think are possible. Not that I'm not a dreamer, but I'm a realist in terms of how much energy I give to thought. So if I don't, hey, what do you think about Coach Urban Meyer, for example? I, I don't because that's not a thing. That was never a thing. So I don't. So if you ask me about that, I'm just going to tell you, I listen, it's, it's, it's not a thing for me. So I don't, it's things like that that make these coaches' searches, um, you know, difficult. And now we're just kind of in a wait and see mode. Um, I know he's talked with Mickey. Uh, they're they're He's trying to put together his staff. He's got a couple of guys that he's bringing over already, strength and conditioning potentially. Uh, Coach Knighton, uh, who's coming over with him from Carolina. Uh, Which that, Car- guy, that guy was huge. Well, you seen a strength and conditioning guy? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought you were talking uh, about no, Knighton. I'm talking about first guy. guy. He's an NFL <laughs> D lineman too. <laughs> I'm talking too, about so, first guy.
0: Like uh, – it's I'm talking to, about the guy that's shredded, that gets oiled up on the weekend. Which, which kind of let
3: like, me know that poses. Coach Rule, has, he's known for a while, obviously, as you're kind of putting together this staff. And so, I mean, we'll see what happens in terms of how to round it out. But for how the search was done, given the volatility of the market, whether you're Arizona State or Auburn or <laughs> Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska, in my opinion, played it correctly and don't fall into the trap of he didn't have success in the nfl i don't I know we started there so so i'll entertain that right what's the phone number again i have to memorize that because 888-638-4876, 888-638-4876. they're they're different animals i've been cutting enough completely NFL different. locker rooms to completely know completely different
0: and i haven't been in an nfl it's, locker it's, room before it's
3: apples to or and i'm not Listen, I'm not. There's some things that he's got to be responsible for in terms of what was going on in that building. It's my old organization, uh, by the way, the Carolina Panthers. And so, um, just talking to enough guys, I think they're apples to oranges. Now, one thing I I do think I have a pretty good feel for. You better be pulling in that direction, or you're going to find something else different to do. Well, and you talk the, about that—that's for sure.
0: You talk about development and that being his biggest strength. And at the NFL level, you don't need to develop. That much anymore. They're there. They're at the NFL for a reason. Now, when you get like newbies that come in out of college and and they're rookies, and and maybe he's
3: the guy that's better with young guys than old guys.
0: And I think that's exactly it because when you bring in, say, a quarterback which they really didn't have. So I mean, don't fault Matt Rule too much when it comes to dissecting his record because he was essentially set up to fail when he was in Carolina and they had a very good defense, but. They didn't have a, a, a new young quarterback that he had to pull out of high school and then evolve him to work in college. It, it's from college to the NFL, and you're playing with the best of the best at this point. And some coaches just don't fit in the NFL. And there have been plenty of cases where that has happened. And I'm going to throw out a name that was tossed around during the entire coaching search, and that was Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. When Lane Kiffin went to the NFL, he then retracted back to college and I want to put this prompt out for maybe people out there, and and this may put your mind at ease a little bit. Would it be better for a, a hire like Lane Kiffin to come in, but he had extra college coaching experience since moving away from the NFL, and that makes you feel better about the decision,
3: or do you jump on it early and take Matt Rule? I don't know. I, I think sometimes it's all about fit. Right? Well, 100%. That's what be, it's about. Be, because... You know, for Lane and and I know a lot of Nebraska fans. At least early on in the process, I was, I still like Lane Kiffin, right? I'm. Well, I love him. I, was I love following of, him on Twitter. It's kind of on the Lane train early in my initial top five. He was in mm-hmm. my top. Who five. was my number one? Uh, I can't remember. But do you know who was not in my top five? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. And you know who was my number one? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Correct. Um, so. When I go back, that seems like so long. It was. Ago. It was not that long ago either. And this was like maybe a month ago and, that we had this. Catalog. And outside of Kiffin, I kind of was basing what I liked in terms of what I knew about watching guys recruit and how they recruit and what I thought their program would embody. So that was kind of my well, who would I want to represent the university behind the scenes? if this was going to be their personality. So this that's because I think I know or have a decent idea what this program needs. And like I said, it needs structure, it needs discipline, and it needs confidence, which is, strangely enough, why I think Coach Joseph got those guys to play the way that they did because those are things that, that he embodies, right? When you look at a guy like, like Bill Bush – Really relational. Do you Got think Bill no- Bush
0: should be back on staff too? Do you think Matt Rules should? I, now that that, that
3: I don't know, but I will say this about uh, I call sometimes I call him B two B. Um, just at least whatever. you don't call him Bushy. <laughs> no, B <B2>, two <laughs> B squared. The job that he did, it because it didn't manifest itself in a ton of wins. The job that he did. Will be so grossly underappreciated, it's not even funny. I don't think people even think today
0: I, wh- and go back on how good what, this Nebraska defense he, has been.
3: And how bad it was, right? Do you remember Oklahoma? Do you remember Northwestern? I uh, mean, talk. we'll throw in Georgia Southern in there, too. The job that he... I'm just I marvel, and I'm a scheme guy, like I like schematics. and but you know, my favorite thing, this is gonna sound crazy. I'm a coach. Do hey, what know. do my guys do well? Oh, you do that well. Let's play that way, as opposed to because it's hard, and I've been there. This is what I know, so this is what I have to teach. He kind of got out of the box and was creative, like, he turned Miles Farmer's season around in a, in a couple of weeks. In a blink of an eye. And remember, Miles Farmer was the guy. He was the whipping boy because everybody was like, well, he, did he, what did he just say about tackling? And, and he's not that guy. And he had a bad last third of the season last year. I mean, Miles Farmer and Buford, you could make the case that those two guys, their upward ascent the last half of the season was unbelievable. Insane.
0: It was absolutely nuts. Our poll question of the day, how do you take your coffee? I think it's fitting for this morning. Do you take it with cream? Of course. Iced or Irish? We'll get into those results at the end of the show. Coming up next, we'll talk more Matt Rule and more of your thoughts. Send in those calls. Give us a call, 888-638-4876. Here on Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency.
2: Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hail Varsity Radio.
3: Oh, I like this. Yeah, one thing you're going to like about Shane, his musical taste is fantastic.
0: <laughs> it's back. Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hail Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Your calls, that's what we want to hear. What do you think about Matt Rule at the helm of Nebraska for the immediate future? Well, at least... Almost a decade. Really. As, as far as his contract is, is, is uh, laid out, I'll tell you what,
3: did eight years seem like a long time? I thought. So. Ah,
0: but at the same time, the math checked out when it came to how much money he'd be making per year.
3: Yeah. So the funny thing for me is, I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm either ridiculously naive, a for punishment, just a. You know, a fan of the alma mater, maybe all of the above. But I'm going to support whoever is in, the, is in the chair. And so if you want to stay and you're winning, stay as long as you'd like. If it's not going the way that we want it to, then we got to have some speaks. But up until then, I'm supporting whomever. That's just how I go.
0: Let's hear from uh, some of our listeners out there. Online one, we have Michigan Lance. Lance, thanks for joining us. Uh, first caller on Coffee and Cream. We got the we got the hold on symbol. We're we, getting there. We
3: got the hold on. This is Michigan Lance, just gracing us with his presence. Should we? Should, Shane, you want to punch Michigan Lance up for us? He said, "Yeah, <laughs> we got him." Michigan Lance, you there? I am. What's up, buddy? How are you?
4: Oh, hey, oh, I'm on. Hey, I'm, I'm feeling, hey. <laughs> hey, I'm like that Tony, Tony, song. Tony song. <laughs> With DBs back on the air, live radio feels, it feels good. good. <laughs> Go
3: ahead, cue that out, man. Oh on man, live
4: radio with there's back and forth. Back you know, what I mean, that's what I, I mean. I heard you on. I've been listening to you on the Nebraska broadcast. I, I've actually been listening. I haven't even been watching the game, <laughs> so because that's been better than than watching the game, man. And uh, you've done a great job with that. So glad to hear you back and. Have you back, my
3: brother? I appreciate that. Thank you. I've got I've got a good partner who he's he's kind of funny. I'll be curious to see how you guys get a, get along because he's kind of combative too. So <laughs> you guys should you guys yeah. should have a ton of fun going back and forth. You're not going to hey, talk him into you know, much.
4: <laughs> hey, Andrew, I don't know you. Never heard of you until now. But hey, congratulations on your new job as well. Hey, Keep thank you, this. man. Yeah, I did. Now, I did hear you speaking there to D.B. the other day on your podcast about, oh, yeah, you know, D.B. told – I heard you, D.B. Hey, you like to get after it, and you stick to your point. And we'll see when it comes to Michigan land. <laughs> 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 hey, that Everybody thinks they're combative until they go against me. <laughs> hey, so, so,
3: listen. So, you, you got to be on cloud nine after watching what the Wolverines did to Ohio State. Just – messing up the landscape of the college football playoffs again.
4: Man, you know, now, hey, here's where I was first happy, and then we'll go back to it. But I'm first happy that the way Coach Joseph went out with that victory, I, I was a Nebraska fan while he was a head coach there. And so I am I was really happy about that win. And then, uh, and then Mission comes and, and does what I thought they would do, um, except for a little bit different uh, – I didn't know. I'm glad he got away from the ball, the the run early. They made a good adjustment and saying, "Oh, okay, if you're gonna cross the box, we be, we believed in JJ. That's why he got the starting nod in the first place, and it showed why. And and I and I also loved it because DB. I know you love the way Michigan has been playing the last two years, and I know especially this year the type of style that you like. Mm-hmm. You really liked it, so that A- made me feel good Absolutely. as well. <laughs> well.
3: And I thought all year, and I was Andrew and I were talking about this, I felt like they were the most complete team in the Big Ten. And I felt like yep. that for weeks. I, they're just better in the trenches. Uh, I like their defense better. And Ohio State, like, their play calling and getting away from the run game. Now, I know they're, like, on their 55th <laughs> running back, but still. Uh, right. Uh, it's it's I, I just like I just like the way Michigan plays, and, and I appreciate I, I appreciate the love for Mickey too because you know it's 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 I don't know if hard is the word but you know he's such a good friend we're awfully close so I'm cheering for what he wants right and trying to find that balance trying to find the balance in terms of cheering for my alma mater too so it's hard for me to sometimes be a grown up but. He's got a lot of opportunities, man, and uh, Coach Rule is trying hard. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty optimistic.
4: Yeah, I mean, and and, you know, with Mickey, it's like, well, let me go back to the trenches part, like with with Michigan. Like I I told you last year with Severe, remember Severe thought I was crazy, and I said Ohio State's done. Ryan Day, I said they're not gonna beat Michigan because of the I saw the way. Their line play was, and then they went, and that was last year, and then they went out to correct their defense. They went out and got a defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, the Big Twelve. When has they ever been a deep? When does the Big Twelve ever play defense? Never. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's not about to. That guy isn't going to stop me. (laughs) I was like, yeah, they're going in the wrong direction, and so, and and so I knew that. And, And then with Mickey, you know. I, it's okay to cheer for somebody that you know or like. It's okay to be biased sometimes, DB. You're not biased all the time. It's okay to be biased. And and I think, and, and I was biased too, and not and not in the way that you think. I, I don't know, Mickey. I never talked to Mickey in my life. Outside of being a black coach, that's the only thing we have in common. And And I root for black coaches. But that wasn't the main, that wasn't the reason I felt he should be the next Nebraska head coach. I felt he should have been the next head coach because there's a certain way you have to be at Nebraska. You have to be comfortable with all the eyeballs, eyeballs on you, and then you have to be comfortable with being the man. And that's whether being the man um, as win or lose. And you saw that in Mickey. He he was comfortable being the man, win or lose. Mm. And so that that that's that's a tough thing, man. To, to do at, at Nebraska. And I thought with his recruiting ability uh, on a bigger landscape, because I think that's what Nebraska needs as a face. And then I, I thought that there was some things with assistance that he has connections with the NFL where he could have brought his brother and maybe another so – like, Mickey has a lot of connections, man, and it's not just with Keith. Uh, yes. And, and so that's what was going to scare – that's what would have scared me with that hire – uh, Luke Fickle would have gave me a little bit of nervousness as well um, at, at Nebraska. I don't know as much as Wisconsin, but at Nebraska for sure. Because how about how Nebraska how,
3: and, and how about how Nebraska stayed out of the fray though? Low key, kind of got their yeah. guy, and they didn't get into the scramble that some of these other schools. I mean, good luck piecing Wisconsin back right. together. But hey, big fell, I appreciate the call, man. Hey. I know you'll be a regular. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Florida's treating you well, my guy.
4: Hey, glad you guys are back. Have a, hey, congratulations on state championship too, brother. Hey, appreciate that. that. Thank you,
0: Michigan Lance. All right, Andrew, Let's have a good do one. The line two before we wrap up segment two here. Uh, Lance on the hire of Matt Rule. Lance, you there?
3: Lance two, Lance, Lance. Hey, Lance guys. The Power two.
5: Yes, it's Lance. Lance.
3: What's up, big fella?
5: Hey, buddy. How are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good.
5: Good. You know, um, before I get started, I wanted to say it was. Like WCW and uh, the Undertaker. When I heard Shane and you guys, <laughs> <laughs> he's so, you
4: back. <laughs> yeah.
5: So you know, uh, I'm gonna take a wait and see approach for rule. I mm-hmm. um, I have mixed feelings with him and what I think he's capable of and with the guy we're playing. And my biggest concern is uh, his staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh the hiring of Knighton maybe kind of gives me a little trepidation to what we're see but
3: uh is that is that from a recruiting like standpoint
5: it, um i think all around i think you 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 talk to a guy that's never been in a d1 room and recruited d1 guys and he, you know he's got uh playing history but i I don't know if he's ever coached a college athlete outside of a Wagner for 2 years. Mm. So and that's especially given his salary pool that rule has. So if you're really talking 7 to 9 million,
3: you know, that's a big is that that's really a, that's a that's, coach? a that's so. a big pool.
2: <laughs> yep. That's
5: so, exactly yeah, what I'm Ohio State to does. hear You guys and I'll, I'll be a loyal listener and uh, uh, wish you guys the best and hopefully rule turns up bases. Hey, you've always supported me, Lance. I appreciate that. Don't knock your cautiousness either.
3: No, I think he's right, and he's smart. So, one thing about Lance is, well, actually, both of them, super well connected. Like, you know, he's a guy that I talk to quite a bit, quite a bit, like off air, and he's fairly well connected, and I think he knows a lot what he's talking about. So, there'll be some times that he'll call, and he'll throw out some numbers or some things behind the scenes. You're going to be like, "Wait, how did you know?" (laughs) Trust me. Hey, I appreciate both of Michigan
0: Lance and Lance Squared yeah. coming on the show early on here on Coffee and Cream. Press conference for Matt Rule coming up today at 1.30. Maybe at that point, your mind can be put at ease for those out there that are taking the wait-and-see approach. But coming up next, we kind of alluded to it with Michigan Lance, but let's talk a little bit about the college football playoff shakeup and how teams are bouncing in and out of the top four. That's next on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency.
2: Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back. Oh, yeah,
4: man. How you doing? I know you like
0: that. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. We appreciate you listening here for our inaugural show, DB Andrew Rogers. Let's talk college football and the shakeup that. Hey, you know, I guess we'll just say it's like a Yahtzee game, right? You put the dice in, in, in the container, you shake it up, and you roll, and now it's a, a grouping of new teams. Who would have thought that Michigan would have completely destroyed Ohio State? Not
3: destroyed, but you had one guy that liked Michigan.
0: I, well, I liked Michigan too. Can I be two yeah. guys? And we had Michigan Lance, maybe three guys that liked Michigan in this game. I could not believe that they were eight-and-a-half-point underdogs.
3: and got as high as – Nine, nine and a half, depending on what you felt about Corum. But, And I remember saying this during the broadcast when Nebraska played Michigan, and I said to Sharpie, to Greg, I said, no disrespect to Blake Coram because he's fantastic, but all their running backs look the same. Kudos to Mike Hart. Good line play their helps old, that too. offensive line coach. These guys, they get skinny. They subtle the little subtle shoulder turns. They fall forward. Well, and their running backs aren't the biggest either. No, they and they are. That's the, the offense. That's the offense that I like. Run action. So the one to heavy be run action. At
0: Nebraska for the future. And
3: taking your deep shots off of run action. It a lot like a lot, of a lot like Georgia. Big 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 fan of Georgia's yeah. offense, and people think I'm crazy. But I, but that's the way that I would play.
0: Well, I'm with you with Georgia, too. I mean, I, I said it last week. I'll say it again. They're a step up above every program out so,
3: there. So even their zone games, has it has motion. You get multiple guys in the backfield. Your quarterback has to be athletic, but he's not, like, the guy in the run game. And you take shot plays, right? And they got good tight end play, which – The last four or five years, welcome back to college football, the tight ends. I thought they were going away for a while. Everybody was going 10 personnel. Tight ends are back.
0: Add that into what happened in the NFL yesterday. Every tight end seemed to catch a touchdown.
3: Uh, It's such a hard matchup. right? I mean, because you you need – not everybody has a Derwin James, right? And and those are the guys that you need to handle tight ends. So it's like – Welcome back.
0: You have Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC at the at the point in their seasons to where they control their own destiny. I think
3: that's how it's going to finish.
0: It's the conference champions, right? If, if all four of these teams win their conference championship, that's how it settles in.
3: Although, leave it to my guy, Coach Kleiman, to, to put a Cheerio in the bowl of Fruity Pebbles and have somehow K-State knock off TCU. But I, it seems like this is how it's going to finish. And here's where things get dicey. though. I mean, does LSU have anything for Georgia? Well, that that's
0: where like you know scenarios can be tossed around. Like if LSU wins, where does Georgia fall? They don't fall out of the top twenty-five. That would or top twenty-five. Geez, top four. That would be ridiculous. Uh, but what if USC loses in the Pac-12 championship game? What if TCU loses the Big Twelve championship see, I, game? See,
3: I think USC, and it's not just because I'm a USC fan. That is. I don't and know that if you Caleb know this. Williams is going to win the Heisman? Well he's the real deal. He's the real deal. Uh I don't they're better they're better than I think we're giving them credit for. Well, Notre Dame defensively, is way fi- hey, but you, they stood up. But that's what I'm saying
0: though. Defensively that's where they get their biggest knock is in right. it. All of those games end up being close
3: for the USC team. They but stood up and battled. Think
0: about how Oklahoma was under Lincoln Riley I know it. and Alex I know Grinch, it. right? Those defenses were always led by a, a great standout quarterback. You start with Baker Mayfield, you go to Kyler Murray, you take on Jalen Hurts, and now you have Caleb right, Williams. I'm with you. Like you get one of those top quarterbacks in there, and you don't need a great defense when you have a guy that's Heisman caliber he's, leading your
3: football team. He's way good.
0: He runs around like Patrick Mahomes. Yes. I know that's a tall claim.
3: And I'm going to say but he this, runs around and I'm, and like and I'm going to be like, wow. But, and a better arm.
0: Than Mahomes? Oh, yeah.
3: Uh, I don't think so. At this <laughs> – you watch. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> let's, let's line them up. Yeah. On, uh, uh, on, at the Listen end zone, all of
0: them are going to throw, and we'll see which one throws at the furthest.
3: Watch what I tell you. It's uncanny what he does throwing on the move. With that, host. I'm not saying he's not awesome. And I'm listen, really Mahomes is the real deal.
0: <laughs> I just think.
6: That's I mean, a-
3: obviously, right? That's our water's wet moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> I. If anybody crashes the party, I mean, who's it going to be? LSU played their way out of it. Clemson's done Like, what are we talking about?
0: And Ohio State doesn't have the strength of schedule to compete with. How? The rest of the group, like, you know, even if USC loses, I don't see Ohio State getting in before no,
3: USC. You could probably make the case. I, probably their strength the of case.
0: schedule looks like this. Notre Dame and Penn State. You look at USC, they just won three games against ranked teams. Yeah. Net, and they also beat Oregon State earlier on, who just beat Oregon, who was competing to play in the Pac-12 championship game.
3: Uh, what were they doing? Uh, well, not,
0: not playing In the defense. Civil War. and And – Not taking chances either. They they got too comfortable in that game. It was was, we get into the red zone and let's settle for a field goal. We don't need to get into the end zone anymore.
2: And then all of a sudden, Oregon
0: State's defense bucks up. Now Oregon's making mistakes offensively, and here come the Beavers. Did you not watch the state championship
3: on Monday? (laughs) Well aware how falling in love with great kickers can cost you. (laughs) Okay? That happens.
0: Oh, would you feel like you, you are a member of the Oregon sidelines in Oh, game?
3: my goodness. You can see it coming. When you, when you get a hot quarterback, mm-hmm. and Lord knows the one that we were facing is unbelievable. Like, yeah, it makes you nervous, especially as a defensive coach. Uh, and
0: you know what? Another big debate that comes in is if TCU loses, right? And arguments can then be made for Ohio State. And I think even – don't – don't
3: jump on me here. Oh, I will probably if it's, a, if it's a bad take. I listen. I was gonna say that. Really? I was gonna say that, but man, is this the year that you let a two-loss team that hasn't been that impressive?
0: Right? Well, the committee. They didn't even loves, look good against Auburn. The committee loves Alabama. And
3: listen, people think Nebraska, their former players, are hard and miserable to deal with, and that may be true. Sorry to some of my fellow brethren. But how about Bama's players like hitting Saban up like, uh, this isn't Bama. We, you need to fix this. And Saban saying that, that hurt him. Right. Cut him to the core. And I was like, see, it happens at Miami, it happens at USC. Like, sometimes us former guys were just obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And we're continuing to make news of oh, my man Scott Shanley. <laughs> Woo. Hey, we've been taking calls all day regarding Matt
0: Rule and if he's a good hire or not. We have another caller on line one, Brett, joining the show. Brett, thanks for coming on. What's your take, at least, on Matt Rule? Is he a good hire
3: or no? Brett, good morning. Are you there? Yes. I can hear you. Brett, how are you?
1: Hey, doing good.
3: Good.
1: Congrats, guys, on the show. Thank you. uh, Damon. Just want to give you a special shout out and thanks. Um,
3: I appreciate that.
1: Side wins, so thank you. Our little group of North Flat boys that you were awesome enough to take a picture with. We had a little watch party and watched you guys win. That was pretty fun for us. So I
3: appreciate that. that you guys uh, getting kicked in the teeth that Friday night kind of helped us dial in about how we needed to get a little tougher if we wanted to make a run so, at this thing.
1: Yeah. So, so I actually. Um, like the Matt Rule hire simply for the fact that I think that's the guy that Trev Alberts wanted. Yeah. He checked all the boxes. Trev talked about discipline, trust, and a builder of men. And those are all the things Matt Rule does, and that's what he did. So I'm just happy Trev got the guy that he said he wanted. The only concern I would have is the staffing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of historically proven coaches that take staff. Every stop of the way with that, and, and it always worked out. And so you saw it kind of fall apart there at the end. Um, a little bit with Bayless, a couple guys. You saw it in Carolina, a couple guys' wings. And so I, I, I hope he goes after the best guys that fit what he wants to do here and not just go with guys that he's trusted at other places. Mm.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more I with that take. Uh, and, you know, the big thing with that, too, is it, it, he's grabbing guys that he trusts right now. And by having those relationships prior to, he's building that family culture early on. And, yes, I get the concern of, oh, are they the right guys, though? I mean, they may be his guys, but are they the right guys? Uh, but in this case, when you, take a, when you take a coach and you pluck him away from the NFL and you place him back in college with his track record, if he takes the guys that worked at those spots, I can't imagine that they won't work
3: again. Yeah, and listen, I, I think those concerns are legit. All right, this isn't Maroon Five. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's compromise, because if I'm Coach Rule, see, ideally, you want ideally you want DB's chicken nuggets. Let's
0: get
6: them.
3: I think you you have an administrative team that is really sound, right? And well, let's hold that thought. We call the, in our business. Do we call that a tease? We call that a tease, but we call that a tease. We
0: also. Have Sam McEwen on next, and maybe we get his take on some of this. Yeah, stuff I'm,
3: I'll I'll pose my hypothetical to Sam I am and see what happens there.
0: <laughs> hey, he likes green eggs and ham. Coming up next, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, he's been following this news with Matt Rule and the Nebraska team all the way through and through. He's next on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning.
0: Sounds like a winner to me. What do you think, DB? Yeah,
3: I mean, he's got me. I'm and I in. Listen, I've seen Listen, uh, I've seen this, and we'll see what happens today with the press conference. And, and I know fans are going to be a little reluctant. I get it. Just because of the past and... And being all in and wanting to be optimistic, and I get the trepidation, but I actually think it's healthy all the way around moderation, kind of like this guy.
0: (laughs) That was Matt Rule on a college game day. We'll get to Sam McEwen here in just a moment, the sports editor of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, But, you know, we want your thoughts still on Matt Rule and if you think he's a good hire or not, because people can throw information your way or you can, you know, just just read a story here or there and, and get excited about the guy, but is it is it your guy? Are you do you feel at ease knowing that he's going to be the guy to lead this team for the next eight years? Yeah.
3: We'll see. I right. Shane, are we do we have him?
0: Not yet. Waiting on Sam to uh Get on the phone here, but that's okay. We'll get his thoughts, like I said, on Matt Rule and uh, if he's really the guy that can dig this program out of the rut, so to speak. But, you know, something else that Matt Rule said on College Game Day that really stood out to me, and it's something that—it's kind of the question that people want answered, and it involves Mickey Joseph. mm mm-hmm. But he said that Mickey did a tremendous job. And, you know, don't look too far into just because he he touched on Mickey Joseph, but he didn't have to do that, right? He didn't have to mention that he had a decent relationship with Scott Frost and he called Scott Frost a friend. He didn't have to say that Mickey Joseph did a tremendous job taking over on that call. But he did. And, you know, whether it's a a big drop or a little drop, you know, it's a respect thing. And Matt Rule respects Mickey Joseph, and I think he would be crazy. I don't know if he's feeling any of that hidden... Pressure, maybe it's foreseen pressure Nebraska fans will lay on him if he doesn't keep Mickey Joseph around this program. But it would be crazy to just step away from a guy that has such great roots here locally and just great recruiting ties with a lot of kids.
3: Uh, yeah, so I, listen, I've done it. Um, I've put together some staffs and been a part of some staffs that have been kind of meshed. And I don't, I don't ever want a coach to feel compelled to have to hire anyone because, you know, I tried that. Um, and a brief stint, and it doesn't always work. So I think what coaches typically do is is they start with trust. Who can I trust? Who can I trust? You. That's who, right? Old school. Um, Not to go all scarface on you this early in the morning. So I think that's what Coach Rule will do out of the gates, but then try to piece together what it's going to look like in its totality. There's three things that I think you have to hit a home run on early. Strength and conditioning, offensive line, and your player personnel guy. See, I, selfishly, I'm a huge Vince Genta guy. I thought Nebraska had a home run higher and bringing Genta on, and he obviously has familiarity with Coach Rule from when he was at Baylor. And, um eh, uh, but I felt like Nebraska was just starting to get on the the right recruiting page. I liked Mickey's vision, Coach Joseph. I keep saying Mickey. I'm gonna he's gonna say, say Mickey. I I'm still going with Coach Joseph. Um so I like kind of that direction. I think that's worth a talk because I think Vince has a layout of the land. I think he knows and he's honest. Like like That's the thing that I want this staff to be authentic and honest. Like Vince called a couple last week, two weeks ago, and he's like, "DB, hey, we're circling back on a couple of guys at our high school. We 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 felt like you know this happened, and I wasn't able to do this because this was the majority of my role. But I've been empowered to do this now, and this is the vision." And I want to circle back on, for instance, Jalen Lloyd. And I said to myself, I stopped him right where he was, and I said, "You know what, Vince? This is why I think of you the way that I do. Not a lot of guys are going to pick up the phone and say, "Hey, listen, my bad. We need to get back. We need to circle back." He asked like about three of our guys. Coach Joseph did the same thing, and they're trying to win games, and I'm just and coincidentally, Jalen Lloyd now has an offer. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot to think about. He postponed his announcement uh, uh, this weekend. He had his top four, which were Texas Tech, Florida, Georgia, and Illinois, obviously as a dual track guy. But anyway, I say all that to say those are the guys that can help you establish roots in the region because what Matt Rule has shown is that, listen, at Temple, it it was about the Northeast. At Baylor, he established those Texas roots. So hopefully here, He'll establish those Midwest regional roots as well. And listen, that's my—that's kind of my plug for guys like Genta, for guys like Mickey Joseph. Because hypothetically, I don't want to tell a coach who he has to have, but man, those guys are worth a sit down to talk to.
0: Sam McEwen, joining us now, the sports editor of the Omaha World Herald. Sam, you just heard everything DB had to say regarding Mickey Joseph uh, and if he yeah. can find a way to to stay on staff, or if Matt Rule decides to keep him. Uh, do you agree with all that stuff?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, it, it's got to work for everybody. Um, so, you know, it's got to, it's got to work for everybody and, and, and that rule and, and, um, Mickey Joseph, you know, need, need to be on the same page. I think it's probably going to take quite a bit of money, um, to keep Mickey. Um, but you know, you never know, maybe, maybe the, the offer that Nebraska provides better than, than what other, some other school would provide. Um, and then, if Mickey Joseph wants to be a head coach, there's going to be some jobs that are open. FI, FAU is open. Texas State is open. Um, there's going to be some other jobs that are open down uh, in in those in those conferences down there. So he may need to he may need to kick the tire on those too. I think deep down, Mickey would like to stay, but it's got to work for, for both parties.
3: Hey, so, Sam, let's say you know the the, the assistant pool of, of of monies sounds like it could be pretty substantial, you know I think if Trev took true serum he's not going to tell coach rule who to hire but would like to keep Mickey. could you see a million dollar position coach that is not a coordinator yes yeah because I, I, cause I yeah. think that no, really, I think that's what the number what I is, is that, I think uh, that's what the number is
2: You got you've got to get better at at. Paying position coaches more Mm -hmm. money because they're your best recruiters oftentimes. You know, you you have coordinators. They're important, all right? The X's and O's are important. But I think the money ball move going forward, the the thing that you you start to think more uh, distinctly about is, what does it look like to start paying assistants the right amount of money for their ability to attract players to a school and to keep them there? Um, not that coordinators aren't important, but there's, there's a value that's been put on X's and O's when Jimmy's and Joe's, so to speak, are what win and lose in football games. And so I think if, if rule is looking at this thing the right way, um, I think you're, you're, you're probably going to try to pay some, some guys to come in and be really, really good recruiters. Um, I think Mickey Joseph can be one of those guys. Uh, obviously Texas A&M's defensive line coach, uh, Elijah Robinson, who's worked with, um, that rule before. He's getting paid a lot of money to recruit. Now he might be, you know, uh, you know, the best defensive line coach in the country. I don't think he is. <laughs> I think he's a great recruiter. So he's paid really well by Texas Stanley to do that. Um so I think that's the that that's that's the new direction of the sport. I think and the other thing that I have seen happen is you, you get head coaches who are really, really good recruiters and they get head coaching jobs and that's not a great fit either. Um, sometimes you get these guys who are really dynamic at building relationships but are not, you know, maybe don't, don't coach the coaches as well or manage the football game in the, in the way that, that, that some guys may manage a game. And, and this is where I think the industry needs to shift is toward making sure that guys that are really gifted recruiters um, are compensated in the right way, but aren't necessarily elevated to head coach because you need to keep them in the fold. And I think that's something that they will be, you know, that you'll see happening as years go on. We'll see if Nebraska is able to come together with Mickey Joseph here in the next, I don't know, 48 to 72 hours.
0: We're chatting with Sam McEwen, the sports editor of the Omaha World Herald. You can give him a follow on Twitter at s w o w h. Sam, we mentioned money early on, or you mentioned money, I should say, early on in that answer and, Matt Rule gets eight years, $72 million, which is, uh, leaves a little bit of an uneasy feeling for a lot of Nebraska fans, you know, seeing a bunch of money thrown toward a head coach so early on. But that puts him in the top 10 for highest paid coaches in the NFL. Two questions here for you. What does that say about Trev's belief in Rule? And secondly, do you feel that he's worthy of that type of money?
2: Let's see how the contract is structured. Let's see if the back end is where the money uh, kicked in. Um, if the back end is you know, what we envision it to be, then numerically, uh, then I think it's probably fairly telling as to you know, what kind of success Rule would have if he's getting that kind of money. If Matt Rule's still here in eight years, they've won a lot of football games. And so the money that he's getting on the back end will have been worth it. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like on the front end. Uh, is it going to be you know nine million each year, or is it going to be a situation where it starts at seven, then goes up progressively seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half that kind of that kind of progression? Um, I could see that happening. Yeah, could see them having a little bit of a back end quality. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, if he wins, <laughs> he's worth it. yeah. Nebraska, so much of Nebraska athletic. And the you know the University of Nebraska at a whole is fueled by the success of the football program, and so um, whatever he can do to bring that back, even an eight or nine wins a year, uh, will be positive. And then the other thing about Roo, the added bonus that he comes with is he's going to do a lot of stuff in your community. Yeah, he's going to be a guy that's out there talking to people, and he'll probably have a nonprofit somewhere. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, he'll be he'll be a part of the community, and we have to be honest. Staff did not do a ton of that. Like that was not his thing. And what was interesting in hindsight, being twenty twenty, about Scott is one of the reasons he wasn't a fit for the program. He just wasn't a very public facing person. Uh, he he just he just didn't really love that part of the job, and he didn't he, he didn't do a lot of it. He may, his part may have been in the right place, but the evidence suggested that he really just liked to coach, then go home, and not do. And not, not do a lot of the things that I suspect Matt Rule will do. Um, you know. So I, I think that part is, is notable and will be an added bonus for a guy like
3: Rule. Hey, Sam, let me ask you something. As you've kind of seen the landscape of college football over the last couple of days play out, and you, you get the bombshell in Madison, and, and Coach Leonard obviously was yeah, – everybody's using the term blindsided, as we've seen on social media. Are you surprised with how well Nebraska – finished the season in terms of their effort and energy level, and looking like a well-coached team. You get the upset in Iowa City. That Trev got his guy. He pulled off the search, did it without relative distractions, all while supporting an interim coach. Given he was potentially could have been in a bidding war with a couple of Johnny Come Late, not Johnny Come Latelys guys that. <laughs> Or apparently on the open market that weren't rumored until about five, six, seven, eight days ago.
2: Yeah, I think he did a pretty good job. Um, you know, I, again, rule's going to cost a lot of money, and people look at the price tag. Luke Fickle's probably going to come down today and cost less. Um, there's a huge risk that Wisconsin took. I, I You know, I, I commend them for for doing what they think is right. I, I – um, that, that'll be a risky move there. I think a lot of players will be really upset. And I'm you know i sure that the, that Leonard believed that he was going to be the head coach. All the media there did. Oh. That was the indications of it. And uh, the players believed it. And so the fact that now they have to wrap their heads around a different guy, it's not going to be easy for them. At Nebraska, I think there was never any impression, definitive impression, that Mickey Joseph was going to be the guy. And so I, I, I never got that I'm sure the players would have some of the players would have liked that, but I never felt like that was going to be a defining characteristic of that locker room. I appreciate that they played hard. It helps that you have Wisconsin and Iowa at the end of the year; it seems you had to be kids motivated to play them. Um, but I thought they also played very well and very hard, and, and uh, you know, I thought I thought it was a really commendable end of the season. Even the performance at michigan that was, i know they lost 34-3. It was a commendable performance. It, they played hard and they played well uh, for much of that game without any chance of winning because their offense was so hamstrung. So, you know, I, I, I think you have to look hard at what Nebraska's done and, and like what you get today. The real work begins, you know, this week and next week. And how, how does Nebraska attack the transfer portal? Um, how do they attack the, the recruiting questions? Uh, I, if it were me, I'd keep the 2023 class pretty modest, pretty small, and largely focused on kids in the inside the state and in the 500-mile radius. I would not uh, try too hard to, to, to sign 30 guys, and they may have the temptation to do it. It's just that we've seen that when Nebraska does that, and the kids don't know much about Nebraska, the kids don't stick around. And so I think they need to be really modest this first cycle. And then you sign thirty three guys in the next night. Um but We'll see what they do on the next month and a half. Maybe maybe they'll they'll go the completely opposite direction,
3: and, and I'll be wrong. Yeah, this is so interesting in more ways than one. Obviously, with what's going on in my household, uh, regionally as Correct? well. Yeah. Right. So it, it you know so I'm listening, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is this is gonna get interesting in a hurry uh, around the region. But let me ask you this. Sam, when you look at the way that Nebraska played on Friday, uh, given what Iowa was bringing, what was on the line for Iowa, and it was a little uncharacteristic, especially with the penalties and turnovers. And I know Petrus was hurt early, but was that more about Nebraska? Were you more impressed with Nebraska or more wondering what was going on with Iowa? Nebraska, Bill Bush had a good
2: plan. The,
3: his the job team. has been so underappreciated Sam he like yeah. do we realize the job that he's done and only getting them one more win like he's been unreal
2: yeah yeah. He, he he did a really good job and so I you know i mean free runners are free runners I would, I would obviously need to pick them up but you know they, they forced they forced those turnovers um which you which is commendable and and then you know, the muff punt was 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 probably the play where you're like, Iowa's, was you know feeling it a little. They were a little nervous, and you know that kid's trying to make a play at his own 10 and didn't need to. and uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Nebraska made that game the way it was. They played aggressively. Uh, they took chances. They brought corner blitz. Um, they 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 threw it deep straight palms uh, they trusted that their receivers were were good enough to beat Iowa's secondary, and they were right. Uh, so I think a lot of that was about Nebraska. Obviously, Iowa uh, does not have the healthy skill players needed to beat many teams. And and Iowa did not go to the transfer portal. They did not sign a quarterback in the offseason. They should have. They didn't. Uh, they they did not add a receiver. They lost one in Charlie Jones. And so they, they uh, and obviously Keegan is banged up. They don't they don't have the players to, to, to score points. Uh they just don't. You could have the best offensive line in the world, but you you have to have receivers in the modern college football. They didn't have Sam Laporta. So, you know, I mean they Iowa Iowa was struggling on offense. And they're probably gonna struggle in whatever bowl game they play too and in the offseason, somebody somebody's gonna have to, you know, really exhort Kirk Ferentz to go to the transfer portal. They need to sign three receivers and two quarterbacks. Probably a tight end. The Porter's going to go to the NFL. There's like a hundred things they need to do in the portal, and they were reluctant to do it last year, and it bit them.
0: And that win was a major blessing for this Nebraska program, just striking belief overall moving forward. And then you count your blessings one more time when you add a guy like Matt Rule. Sam, we have a listener question that was sent in, and I'm going to present it to you. Is it unrealistic okay. to set the expectation on Rule to make a bowl game in his first year?
2: No, no, no. No, I mean, in the sense that that's always a reasonable expectation in literally every college football program. That's fair. And that's not going to be something that they're going to, you know, shy away from. Yeah, we'd like to make a bowl. Like, no, it's a six win. So, yeah, you can do it. It's not unrealistic to expect the Nebraska men's basketball team to go to the NIT. That should be a reasonable goal every year. Um, even if they don't make, it. Um, so you know, like yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's fair. Um, I don't know that they will. Uh, I think I think rule is going to do it his way. He's probably going to tear some things down. Oh yeah, and he's going to build it back up. He's going to have a lot of saying and a lot of slogans. I don't know how many we're going to hear today, but several. There's a Fleckian quality to Matt Rule. He's different in the state. He's a little bit more of a ball coach than PJ Fleck did. But don't kid yourself. They got a guy that's a good communicator, but has a very clear sense. He'll talk. He'll say the word process a lot. They they probably won't cut a lot of corners, and he will. He may tear it down to build it back up. And you know, Damon has more insight here than I do about all the things that I think Nebraska football needs to do. But, you know, one of the areas where they really have to focus hard is not an area that you automatically fix in one year, and that's along the line. Um, I think you can make that that group better. Certainly through the portal, I think you can make the defensive line better. I'm skeptical as to whether the portal, with the exception of a handful of linemen, can fix anything on the offensive line. And that's for almost any school. Michigan signed a center in the offseason who was really good he helped, but that whole line already good when they just plug that guy into it and he's an all-American he was already an American so it's not magic with the offensive line that's going to take a couple of years um, defensively maybe they can get better but but it's going to take some time to, to reorient this and get it where they want to go uh, 4 and 8 or 5 and 7 wouldn't be a shock next year and then i think in year 2 you're looking you know at 7 or 8 wins but the schedule is not impossible next year. You can get to six. Gotta beat Colorado. Gotta beat La Tech. Gotta beat a couple of the other teams later in the season. Gotta hope that Wisconsin's starting over, which I think they are. They really are. And you gotta you gotta you gotta hope that Iowa's, you know, not that this is the last days of the parents era and they're just they're not quantitatively better than they were this year.
3: Sam, we've only got about 60 seconds. Will you look at Nebraska's success next year given or in uh, relation to the Big Ten West struggling like they are?
2: You cut out there for a second.
3: Will you look at Nebraska's potential success next year relative to the struggles of the Big Ten West currently?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, Of course, you know, the division, that'll be the last year of the division, and that's a good thing for Nebraska. I think this division has not done Nebraska many favors. Um, I think what you had is a cohort of teams that were all kind of decided they were going to play the same way with the exception of Purdue. And Nebraska's style of football under Scott Frost didn't match that at all. And uh, now, with the end of the division, Wisconsin and Iowa are not competing against a cohort of teams in the West. They're going to be competing against Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Penn State, USC, UCLA, all those teams. That'll be good for Nebraska. I think Nebraska will do better in a league where where the where the goal is not to win a West of sausage ball teams, but to win a Big Ten or compete for a Big Ten title with teams that like to, you know, score. Hey, thanks, Sam.
0: We appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us.
3: All right, take care. Thanks, Sam.
2: Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hail
3: Varsity Radio.
0: Hey, let's have some fun, DB. Fun is good. I Coffee like. and cream in the morning on Hail Varsity Radio, powered Sa- by Currency.
3: Sasha's looking at me. She's like, you're the president of the No Fun Club. That's not true. Hey, don't talk about my guy like that. Some Madonna over there, Sash. We'll She's play. like, no, no.
0: We'll play Take It or Leave It here for this segment on Coffee and Cream in the Morning. Shaner, you're going to hear his voice for the first time today. Woo. Shaner now,
3: on headset. Truth be told, he's the most popular of the bunch. He is.
0: And uh, you know what? I know I'm the black sheep of this family, but hey, no, I- I'm going to find my you're way.
3: Go- oh, you're already being embraced. <laughs> Who, who's the young good-looking guy? So don't call him good-looking. <laughs> he already don't get to his head. Yeah, he already, he already thinks that. Let me
0: air out my ear, real
6: fast.
3: Okay, yeah, go ahead, that. and blow yeah. that Can out. I, it's coming out.
0: All right. Can I do a uh, just a quick take it or leave it that's not
6: on the list here?
3: Oh, you're asking for permission again?
6: Yeah, take it or leave it. My voice.
3: Uh, take, take
6: it. it. No. Okay. Take it. Hammer it. Hammer it.
3: <laughs> what it. What do we got here, Shane?
6: We're gonna do take it or leave it. So here's the first one. Take it or leave it. Matt Rule wins more than six games in his first season. I'll take mm. it.
0: I'll take it. I think, you know, Sam brought up a great point when we just had him on last segment. It's a very—I hate using the word easy. So it's five games. It's it's been hard. We're talking five games. We're talking five games. I think it's an easy Big Ten schedule for Nebraska this coming year. I'm going to take it.
3: Shane, you know that term that he just used drives me crazy. I'm not a schedule look-ahead guy. Oh, winning is hard.
0: It is, and well, and that's why I said I hate using the term easy because, like, what's been easy for Nebraska? As of late.
3: Uh, I'll take the bait. I'll take it. He'll six get games, f- it's yeah. six games, he'll, right? It's he'll he'll get get six there. games. He'll get there. We'll get a bowl game. I don't know who's going to be taking snaps, but he'll get there. <laughs> Shano?
6: U.S. Uh, okay, so take it or leave it. U.S. ties or takes down Iran to move out of the group stage.
0: I'll take that. I'll take it. Iran isn't the best team. Like I know they beat Wales. But they aren't the best team in this. I mean, you saw what the U.S. did against England, and they still played controlled soccer on the pitch.
3: Yeah. Even though I think they only possessed the ball for, I think low 40s, probably 43, 44 minutes. But given the way that that first that first half was trending, to get it back to those numbers were. Pretty hey, I'll tell good. you. You
0: never play for a tie, but in that case the U.S. was playing to tie because you Ah, did not beat Wales. So in any situation, you set yourself in the best spot if you tie England.
3: I don't love the U.S. in this spot. I'm thinking more of a draw-ish type thing. Well, they draw, they move. But, yeah, they're moving on. I'll I'll take it, Shane.
6: Okay, take it or leave it. Ohio State should still be in the AP. Wow, AP top four.
3: Hmm. I'm definitely leaving it. No way. No way. Yeah, I'm going to leave it to USC deserves to be there. So, that's that's the so it's clearly TCU, Michigan, Georgia, mm-hmm. and USC. Like what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Yep. USC just continually beats ranked opponents. They're going to get another one. In the Pac-12 championship. You know what's crazy?
0: I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said if Michigan beats Ohio State, I bet they don't drop out of the top top four. But I did not predict USC to be on the run that they're on.
3: They didn't look good doing it, though. No. It, uh, like Ohio, so, th- so
0: game, Ohio State. If the game was separated by three points or, say, a touchdown. Well, you they think, just
3: look better doing it.
0: Do you like, think they, they're still in the top four? Probably. See, I don't even know. I bet they aren't. That
3: wasn't a real competitive second half, in my opinion.
0: I bet they still aren't in the top four, even if they are competitive
6: yeah, in the game.
3: They're, Ohio State's out. yeah
0: State
6: All right, take it or leave it. Uh, speaking of dropping out, UNC basketball should drop out of the top ten.
3: Ten? Ooh, Duke lost. Kansas lost.
0: Iowa State lost. There.
3: Um, but look, like, look at the teams that lost yeah. in the top ten. Gonzaga's right. struggling. Kentucky doesn't look great. I don't even know who's in the um, top ten. Duke lost, like I said. Kansas lost out of the top ten. Two losses. Uh, sure, but I'll leave it. I'll they'll be at nine this week with all the other top ten teams that lost. So Duke out of the top ten? No, right. Duke will stay. You think Duke stays? Duke stays. Okay. I think Gonzaga's out.
0: Gonzaga five and two overall. Duke six and two.
3: Well, I don't know, Shane. KU I th- has one loss. They're, I think by process of elimination, this past week in the last five days, they'll stay, but it'll be close.
0: Yeah, yeah dropping ten spots—the number one team in the nation—dropping ten spots, and one of those was a an overtime loss to Alabama, but yeah. not one
2: overtime. So, so they w-
3: <laughs> they went two of eight in the last four minutes and twenty eight seconds against yeah. Iowa State to cough up a six point lead. That's not pretty, but I'm telling you, this Iowa State basketball team is going to be a headache for some people. I'd be shocked if they drop 11
0: spots, so I'm going to say I'll leave it.
3: Yeah, no more Carolina questions until they win again, Shane.
6: <laughs> was that the uh, was that the most popping of the uh, the lines that you saw when it came across Twitter?
3: Uh, Carolina's loss. Yeah. No, because I watched the end of that game on the plane, Iowa City, and then I watched Alabama. At my kids game sitting on the baseline yesterday not being a good dad so no i saw those losses kind of evolving and i don't love carolina's dip do you, this do you year. watch
0: do you watch those games too with the full sound so like whistles are blaring on your phone and on the court so it's no confusing. so i had
3: i had some airpods <laughs> and because and, i don't like that so right. so like little kids that like play games at games on their phone and it's super loud i want their parents to like get them some headphones you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that like guy coin,
0: that, like, ka-ching, ka-ching, that forces ka-ching.
3: you to listen to what I'm listening to. I think that's I know, rude. I get No
0: kid's really playing Mario uh, anymore. That's
3: why I don't but. talk on the elevator. Actually, I don't get on the elevator with people, but that's not. <laughs> that does not surprise me one neither, bit. That's, that's neither here nor there.
6: All right, take it or leave it. Zach Wilson shouldn't start another game in the NFL. Ever? Ever. Ever, ever, I'll, ever,
3: ever,
0: ever. I'll take it. Get rid of him. I don't know about that. I'll take it. Thank uh,
3: Zach Wilson. They'll be starting white uh, in New you know York no, 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 this no, 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 year. No, no, no. But Zach Ever's Wilson
0: will be starting in Carolina next year. Let's listen, be real.
3: I'm leaving that. He'll start again. Let's be real. He had a bad presser and a crappy first part of the season, but he's got a winning record yeah, this he year. He should
0: not start another game for the Jets, I'll tell you that much.
3: He took responsibility for his comments.
0: Did you see him on the sidelines, though, yesterday? Yeah, he's he, he's, he's Mr. Pows.
3: He's immature. He's, he,
0: he was in timeout all game, and you could uh, tell yeah, he was to, in timeout. Go to your room, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: Shano? Hopefully,
0: hopefully a mom
6: didn't tell him that. All right, take it or leave it.
3: Was it Stacy's
6: mom? <laughs> well, apparently Zach thought she had it going on. Wowzer. Take it, take it or leave it, Stacy's mom.
3: I don't know Stacey, yeah, don't so I'm going to leave it.
6: You know what? And I don't know her mom, so <laughs> I'm going to leave it too. <laughs> Take it or leave it, Nebraska will be the best team in the West by rule second year.
3: Oh, my gosh. The best team in the West? Not to go all I-course, but I need to evaluate where Iowa is. Because uh, well, I believe I... Iowa will be ahead of Wisconsin.
0: And I think I need to evaluate where, where Wisconsin
3: is. And I will be on par, I think. In year two, I hope so. Gosh, in Fickle they. What trust? about what about Illinois? Like is
0: Illinois I'm really not, going I'm to not, plummet?
3: I'm not as worried about Illinois. And then
0: what about Purdue? Like I know we, I know it's kind of weird to say, but Purdue is playing in the Big Ten championship game.
3: I understand. I still think, I I still think, and maybe it's by process of elimination. I think Iowa will be the benchmark next year. I do. I don't know who's going to take snaps for him. And I don't know who they're going to throw the ball to. So
0: I'm going to leave it. Even though it says his second year, I'm still going to leave it. I think it's going to take year three for Nebraska.
3: Year two to to be the best team in the Big Ten West. I'll leave it, but I don't love it. Because it could be close. And I think
0: a lot of people are going to like that you say you don't love it.
3: Yeah, I I don't love that take. But I'll play it. I'll be cautiously optimistic. I'll leave it.
0: Take it or
6: leave it. Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat.
3: Oh, all the way take it. All the way take it. Once that roster gets a good head coach, they could be I'm going to leave
0: it. I don't think he's on the hot seat just yet. I know it's warming up, but I don't think he's there yet.
3: Oh, absolutely taking it.
0: DB, they made the playoffs last Uh,
3: season. And even though they got
0: run in the playoffs –
3: Listen. That was the
0: first time in, what, five, six years that that Cardinal Miss, team made Mr. the playoffs?
3: Mr. has seen better days there in the rearview mirror. Man,
0: dude, they've been riddled by injuries this year. D. Who
4: has hasn't? It's the
3: half, NFL. But they, they didn't have their top receiver for half the season. Oh, Justin Timberlake! Now, cry me a river! Get like out of here. this is the NFL.
0: They're too good of a team to be losing as bad as they are. I yeah. will give you that. Hey, listen, will that. Cliff
3: will be somebody's coordinator in 2023. But you don't,
0: you don't go and fire Kingsbury. Yes, just you do. Things aren't going right this one year. You Come do on. realize
3: this is the second half of the NFL season. They'll be lucky to win a game. Get
0: out. No, Kingsbury's staying.
3: Oh his man, his seat's
0: warming up, but it's not
3: all the way hot just yet. Landslide in a landslide. Stevie Nicks makes a comeback. Wait, is she still with us? It's a Shane, you're you the dead or alive person. Is Stevie Nicks with us? She's still with us. Thank you. I so didn't know So take wanna... it or leave it, Stevie Nicks. Definitely leaving it. Great song. Not a Stevie Nicks guy, though.
6: So, no Fleetwood Mac?
3: No. Well, I'm she... too young. No Christy McVie? If, if Fleetwood Mac would have been acting right, she wouldn't have made Landslide.
6: No Christy McVie?
3: I don't even know who that is.
6: That's the other female singer in Fleetwood
3: Mac. Oh, like Hagar and yeah. David Lee Roth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm leaving it.
0: You could name 10 songs that she sings, I wouldn't be able to tell you.
3: Really? I swear. Well, you should be older.
0: <laughs> yeah,
6: a lot of Shane, people are saying that.
3: Say no? I actually <laughs> like it. It's going to keep us great. How about that?
6: Take it or leave it, the Heisman Trophy is just like the NFL MVP.
3: Oh, a quarterback award?
6: Yeah. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll take it. I'm totally taking.
6: You're a
3: hater because I'm a (laughs) voter, so I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. It It's
0: just like the NFL MVP.
3: Hey, don't listen to this guy. Absolutely leave it.
0: Hey, I will say though, I, I wish Blake Corum stayed healthy all year. Would you stop with the Blake Corum thing? At getting it this year, you liked. How's your boy in Chapel Hill, (laughs) Drake May? Yes. Hey, you know what, Drake May? You know he, got, he did kind of fall off a cliff. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. You got beat by your rival when you had a chance to really make a statement. Yeah. And maybe play your way into a debate. Yeah, I mean, if you would have won the ACC championship,
0: yeah. Caleb Williams, I got to tell you,
3: is fantastic.
0: He is the undoubtedly choice at winning it.
3: Well, I don't know. We'll see about that. Yes. Got to close strong. Shano.
0: That it? That's it.
6: Hey, I think you took all so of much. them. I can't believe. I want to check on Twitter Can I real just fast. go
3: back to this Cliff Kingsbury thing? Is that the hill you're going to die on? It's the flat front good looking well, look, isn't so, it? It's like know, that's but what I,
0: I feel like I'm really on the border because I said his seat is heating up but he's not on the hot seat. So it's like, you know, I am kind of like I'm a Quaker in this scenario. I don't I don't really want to be on one side or the oh, other. Oh, here just go. Yet. Here
3: goes Switzerland. Yep. S- keep it neutral.
0: Hey, did you know Switzerland uh, consumes the most chocolate per capita
3: really mm-hmm. is that why they have the cocoa or is that made up <laughs> no
0: i swear isn't
3: it swissness swiss is it miss or niss
0: swiss miss
3: somebody bueller anyone yep. all bueller. these smart people in here nobody's a friend i would
0: assume that's where it came from or where yeah. it originated. i'm not
3: a chocolate guy so i don't under i don't and by the way which reminds me people were talking about the coffee and cream thing they have said they're so short-sighted. You're the energy, which uh-huh. makes you the caffeine, mm-hmm. the coffee. And you're I'm the you're creamer the sweet taste. that that makes it palpable. You're the sweet taste. Well, Come on, I don't people. know what how, those guys How hard is we're it thinking? to figure out? Yeah. Come on, I don't know what they were thinking.
0: Hey, coming up next, a touch of local. Plenty of big things happened this weekend, other than just the Huskers hiring a new head coach. Uh, we'll branch out and talk some some other of your favorite sports. Next on Hale Varsity Radio. Who sunshine coffee and cream on hail varsity radio back with you what'd you say
3: Who sunshine
0: <laughs> oh you're just singing
3: <laughs> yeah you know me like music plays i'm gonna probably give you a, a lyric you know what two. movie
0: i watched for the first time last night
3: uh tell me elvis Why?
0: Well, Ashley, for those out there that don't know, Ashley, my girlfriend, loves Elvis. Really? Loves him. Does she know how much
3: music that guy stole?
0: (laughs) Yeah, from everybody.
2: (laughs) In the
0: movie, that's basically what they say. It's like, oh, he hears a a woman upstairs singing Hound Dog, and it's like, oh, I'm going to make that my song.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, teach their own. I'm sure I like a couple of sketchy things as well. How was Elvis for you? Uh, It was a great movie. Would you stop? It was a really good movie. This is Hot Take Monday. What do you mean? You're on the Cliff Kingsbury hype train, and Elvis was a great movie? You
0: don't don't think that was a really well-put-together production?
3: Well, uh, full disclosure, I'm not qualified because I didn't watch it. Well, then
0: What are you talking about? (laughs) It's Elvis. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I don't care if it's Elvis. I don't care if you like the dude or not. I don't care if you think he's a thief. I thought the movie was really well-put-together.
3: So was, was it like the cinematography? Were you vibing with the music? Are you uh, like a film no. guy? Do you use those big words? I have no idea I what they mean. I don't use... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I can't talk
0: about big words.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, this is officially... Hey, you know what? This I, is put, me in put all your, my glory. Put your personal
0: feelings of Elvis aside. I think you should watch the movie.
3: Probably not. It's a good
0: representation of his life.
3: You know what I did... So, I hear that I'm going to be mad at the ending of The Watcher. Have you seen The Watcher? Yep, yep, I have. All the way through. Okay, I'm on do episode Do you want me to
0: do you want me to spoil it for you? Because Absolutely I can't. not.
3: <laughs> I'm on episode 5.
0: How many episodes are there? 8? I think 7. Okay, uh yes, you will be disappointed. Great. Uh listen. Because you the the show sets you up to, like, really feel like you're going to just get smacked in the face, right, at yeah. the very end. And, you know, it, it kind of just feels like they lost money. Like, they had no more money. They ran out of money. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Wow. So, it's, uh, what I'm saying, it's, it's a big waste of time. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. But you know what isn't a waste of time? Talking about some of those other hot local sports here in town. And uh, for starters, I want to I sit here and talk about Creighton and Nebraska Volleyball Mm -hmm. because they were picked to host their first and second rounds, the Huskers, making their 41st straight NCAA tournament appearance and hosting the first round for the 37th time. Big thing for them is, and and, you know, everybody knows it, they're looking to avenge last year's finish.
3: Yeah, and it's going to be difficult with the surprising news. So inside, you want to know how the sausage is made? Getting on the plane after Iowa. So we're talking with a lot of the staff and there's crossovers so they follow all the sports. All the talk was about Kinsey Knuckles. Really? Yeah, just the injury and out for the seat, the remainder of the season and I th- I just get the sense people think hopes are dashed with Nebraska's volleyball. She is she is absolutely fantastic.
0: You don't want to take away the product there.
3: Yeah, and everybody's got to kind of step up. And um, it, it
0: definitely sets them up t- as more of an underdog mentality when you're looking at the big dogs yeah, now, yeah. right? The rest of the big teams Comple- there.
3: Completely agree.
0: Um, but, you know, they are on the same side of the bracket as Wisconsin, not in the same region, but in the same, on the, same, the right side of the bracket. And uh, they could meet in the semis. You know, if Nebraska gets all the way there, they could meet.
3: So here's the thing. Do you think the committee took Nebraska's health into account? We see it all the time in basketball. I don't know.
0: I, I they absolutely could have. Yeah. Are, are you saying that from just the stance of because Nebraska kind of has that Alabama mentality? It are going to bring fans. we're yeah. Going to bring viewers that they want them in as long as possible. And it was a
3: little bit of a shaky close. Well, yeah. You, lose, you lose
0: Wisconsin again, and then you lose to Minnesota in your regular season finale.
3: Yeah. And then uh, Creighton, the, the fourth seed in the, time. Sta- in the Stanford region. Mm-hmm. Christ- Kirsten Bernthal Booth is one of the gyms. Um
0: Was that your neighbor? Who was your neighbor?
3: Amy Williams. Amy Williams. Somebody, yeah. I knew somebody was your name. She was Amy Gusso back then, but Amy Williams, Nebraska women's basketball coach, was my Okay, neighbor.
0: Back to Creighton, though. Back to Creighton. 11th straight <laughs> appearance for them. And uh, Big East champion. Like you said, the four seed, they face Auburn.
3: Yeah, and, and a decent conference as you take a look at the respect that Marquette got. So, I mean, good on them. And this is, what, this is what being patient with a head coach has gotten Nebraska. Um, great hire by... Then A.D., Bruce Rasmussen, and all she's done is build a national caliber top 20 program and one of the greatest human beings in the sport. If you can't get along with Coach Booth, 99.9% something's wrong with you. Right? Yeah.
0: And they're led by player – Big East Player of the Year, I should say, Nora Sis, and she's awesome hey, she is a, so talented. The, the
3: rest of college volleyball's got to deal with her for oh another goodness. year or two. She is unbelievable
0: and uh, of course, and there, a great name. Too, there are way. three other bodies of that ro- on that roster that received all Big East honors too, so Creighton's nothing to
3: sleep on on that side no, absolutely and battle tested. It should be fun i see I think of the of the women's sports. When volleyball is played at a high level, it is the most aesthetically pleasing. It is explosive. I was just talking. Exciting
0: to, every play, every moment makes you Just talking feel to a like family
3: yesterday whose daughter was out at, at USC, and they were rushing home to get to. The, I'm watching the end of Carolina Alabama. They're not watching their son's game either. They're they're trying to get home for the volleyball seatings. It's like we're some great parents high five together, mm-hmm. but it, it's so explosive. And the training has changed. It is a beautiful thing. I'll return a punt in front of 90,000. I'm not <laughs> getting on the receiving end of a Lindsey Krause kill.
0: Oh that, I'm just, ball, I'm just not. that ball comes faster than most fastballs.
3: No, seriously. I, will, I prefer, even at 48, I would prefer to go catch a punt. I remember when In Iowa I, City, then, then beyond the receiving end of a Krause kill.
0: When I worked in Omaha, I remember the girls in practice pulling out the radar gun for serves. And this is just serving, DB, that was coming in at yeah. like 75 yeah. miles it's an hour not, on a serve. A, Think a, about on a kill yeah, when not, you're even closer. It, a, it's crazy. One last thing to mention here before we wrap this thing up. Omaha hockey took down the number one team in the nation and defending champion, yeah, national uh, champion, uh, Denver over uh, the weekend. Speaking
3: of likable, and how about that program? Competing against Denver and that athletic budget for those programs? Goodness, people think, oh, that, Omaha could be on a similar flight pattern for a school like Denver, and I'm thinking, wow, we'd have to commit a ton of resources. But Gabs, again, I, I'm I'm, I'm, curious hopeful, I'm s- hopeful
0: we can get him on the show this week too.
3: Yeah, well, you know, we should go to, we should go to our go-to person, Anna. She's got the Anna. ends. If yeah. we want to get something done with Omaha hockey, we need to get Anna on yeah. the horn. It, it, what was supposed to be a rebuilding
0: season for this hockey team, uh, it doesn't look too much like that early on in conference play. It may have been st- non-conference. Starting
3: to get better goaltending, too. Yeah. That oh, helps.
0: Absolutely. Now, our coffee, our coffee cups are empty. And, you know, it's, it's time to get on with the day. So, thanks for joining us for our very first show. And just know that this is the start of a great journey together. A
3: blossoming relationship between you and I. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way to put it. Yeah, well...
0: If we're, if we're, if we're going to be soft at the end of the show. you will
3: be kicking fun. yourself for what you signed up for.
0: <laughs> hey, if you're itching for more, head over to your favorite podcast app and check out Morning Dump, Benning Bites, and the Sports Six Pack. Uh, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel coming your way later on this afternoon on Hale Varsity Radio, so catch them. And with that, we'll see you tomorrow on Coffee and Cream in the morning.
2: Powered Peace. by Currency.